What all happened on Friday? Only one bit of news happened while we were actually on the show. I don't know that anybody tried to news dump this on purpose. I think Tennessee just had a lot of meetings with a lot of players on Friday. It's not like the political realm where you say, uh, oh, we're taking away your voters' rights on a Friday afternoon. But you won't talk about it because it's Friday afternoon. That is known for people that aren't in the news biz as a news dump day. I don't think it was that, but a lot happened Friday afternoon. So why don't you unpack that for me? Uh, before we get to today's tough question, which is on our YouTube channel right now, and we want you to vote. So here we go. Take me through Friday and what all happened while we were on the air, and then what all happened with uh, potential transfers out. Today's tough question, I'll get to that, brought to you by Andy Mason of AndyMasonRealEstate.com. A lot happened on Friday, Caleb. Yes, and I just want to start by saying, Dave, you brought P you gave me some PTSD. I had to cover local and state politics in Western Maryland for five years, and I was going home every Friday, ready for the weekend, and 4 p.m., some politician always sends us an email, I'm going to vote against this state legislative bill that's coming through the coming through the circus today. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I hated them for that. <laughs> um, that's how it happens. Always. Oh, it drove me crazy. So what happened on Friday was a few things. So the first one, and we were we were churning them like, uh, Dave will tell you, like they were coming on us. As we were writing one, another one was hitting. So the first was Danico Slaughter entering the transfer portal, a defensive back. I was writing about how big or not big of a deal that was. And as that's happening, Jonathan Eccles, a 2024 four-star tight end commitment, flips from Tennessee to South Florida. For those who don't know, he had committed to Tennessee because of Alex Golish. That was the biggest reason he committed to Tennessee. Alex Golish himself was a tight ends coach along with an offensive coordinator. That is his specialty. So then he flips to South Florida to play with Alex Golish. I, just a heads up, I haven't dove into this too much, but I will say up front, I think that has a lot to do with more, a lot more to do with who he thinks Tennessee's targeting in the transfer portal than him himself. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, and then the big one was obviously Tyler Barron entering the transfer portal. Tyler Barron has been one of Tennessee's best edge rushers the past two or three years. Never been the best. He wasn't as good as James Pierce this past year, and he was never as good as Byron Young, but he was always good on the other side. And so that was a big, big, that was the first big loss for Tennessee to the transfer portal. However, after all those three things happened, Tennessee got amazingly great news, which was the confirmed return of Keenan Peely at linebacker. We didn't know which way that was going to go because we didn't know if the NCAA would give him a year of eligibility, and we didn't know if he wanted to come back. But he said he's coming back. That's implied that the NCAA granted him the year of eligibility. So Tennessee doesn't just avoid a major loss at a position. They actually get a major upgrade at that position given the fact that Keenan Pilly didn't play at all this past year. Agreed. So let's go with today's tough question, by the way. Uh, I think it was yesterday. I'm not sure. I guess I would have to call Caleb's wife and ask for sure. But his beard entered the transfer portal at some point. So you're looking freshly shaven. Uh, I, on the other hand, got a haircut. And um, my person wasn't there. So I went with another person. So it's a little high on top. But I'm going to work on that today. I think I'm going to get my second haircut in a week, which I've never done before. But here we go. Hit the like and subscribe button. So your take before we dive into this was that Tennessee actually, that's a win because of Peely alone, who of the group is maybe a little bit less proven as to what he is than Slaughter and Barron. However, 
I think showing up on campus and being a starter from day one is proof that he was going to be proven. I think of those three players, he would have the biggest impact on the defense if all three came back in 2024. So I kind of agree with you, but I'm going to take the other side as the collective that that was not a good day for for Tennessee football. I see where you're coming from. If you had to pick one out of the group, I think you take Peely, but I'll take the collective is not quite as good. So today's tough question is brought to you by Andy Mason of Andy Mason realestate.com best prices best service in the biz it is just that simple and he will take care of you over 40 years of experience in his office right there in north knoxville they've been doing it and they'll take care of you so today's tough question brought to you by andy mason andy mason realestate.com how would you describe the ball's recent roster movement so i've got three choices for you number one it's on the YouTube channel. Big win with Peely. Vote now. Number two, manageable. Number three, one big bust. I don't know if you've looked at it yet. If you haven't, what do you think the early returns are, Caleb? I'm going to say the majority says manageable and big win with Peely is number two and bust is number three. Well, you're right. Manageable uh, at 56%. Big win with Peely at 33%. These are moving now, so the math might not add up. Uh, one big bust, 11%. So there you go. Hit the like and subscribe button. Why do you think this is a day that celebrated is too strong a word, but a day that should be taken in stride gleefully? How about that? With uh, Keenan Peely uh, becoming a Vol once again or returning as a Vol. Give me, give, give me your thought process on why that overweighs one of your best defensive ends, uh, a defensive back that I thought had tremendous upside. Um, you have uh, you mentioned the tight end uh, that is uh, decommitted, and then they lose out on Seton on Friday as well. So why was – give me your reasoning, if you can, sir. Okay, so the reasoning is – so in the age of the transfer portal – Having your needs filled becomes a bigger deal than depth. Am I right, Dave? Because you're just not going to get the depth you want. Even if you're Alabama and Georgia, you're not going to have the depth you want like you did in the past. So it's more important to make sure you have your needs filled. So let's talk about needs for a minute. Okay, Jonathan Eccles flips and goes to the portal. Well, or goes to South Florida, excuse me. Well, Tennessee football has Ethan Davis, and every sign points to they're going to add another tight end in this, tra in this transfer portal, one that they believe in. And Ethan Davis was the rising superstar of that of that unit anyway. Okay. So now let's go to the cornerbacks. Look, if Danico Slaughter is entering the transfer portal after Warren Burrell entered the transfer portal, after two quarterbacks graduated, knowing that he would have, you would think that he would do that because he was going to, you would think he would be a lock to start every game next year. He's only doing this because he's not a lock to start every game next year, which suggests that Tennessee is very high on some younger guys. You know how I feel about Jordan Matthews. I think you. I think we feel both. I think we both feel high on both freshman cornerbacks from this past year that they'll be ready to go next year. But Jordan Matthews is the the, the better one. And, I would take Jordan because he's a little thicker at this point. And I will tell right. you that uh, I will ask around about uh, those two guys and how they didn't practice because we didn't see them very much in the fall. But we'll, we'll have some more information on those as the week goes on. But. I haven't gotten any practice reviews yet to this point. 
Okay, so I think the I think the increased depth at cornerback, Slaughter was worried about losing a job, even with all the departures, which we'll talk about later in the show with the secondary in general. Okay, so let's get to Tyler Barron, which Tyler Barron was the first real concerning one. But guys, James Pierce is still there. Joshua Josephs, Dave, tell me if I'm wrong, he emerged late. He played very well late in the year. Mm -hmm. And Tennessee has... If they're strong anywhere with their classes coming up, it's at edge rusher. I mean, we're talking, they've been adding edge rushers left and right. They did it again this past year. So, I mean, we're, you know, with um, Jordan Ross was the big star that they added at edge rusher. So I think that honestly, again, even if it is NIL base, which we'll also get to, but even if it is that, I think Tennessee has enough depth to offset Tyler Barron. Look, Tyler Barron was supposed to be the star of the unit three years ago. And Byron Young took his job midseason. Byron Young couldn't even enroll until August, and he took his job a month later in 2021 and became the feature edge rusher. A year after that, James Pierce has immediately become the star edge rusher. I mean, next year, Dave, not even for the whole future, just next year alone, I'd still take Pierce over Barron, despite the experience gap. Oh, I would definitely take Pierce over Barron. I think Pierce is a very special athlete. If James Pierce had had entered the portal instead of getting arrested last week. I would have said that's a that's a big, big deal. Uh, and we're going to discuss uh, the, the Pierce arrest later in the week with uh, some more info into that, uh, probably Tuesday, as a matter of fact. Now, um, Keaton Pilly, though, uh, is, is older. Uh, he is a guy that has had injury problems. One thing that you did not factor in is he injury prone. Because he hasn't played a ton of football to be 26 years old, which he is because of the two-year Mormon mission. Is that something that Tennessee fans and coaches should be worried about? What's the likelihood that you, even if you're injury prone, that you get back-to-back -back injuries like this? Remember Kevin Simon? He was injury prone, but he still played two full seasons in 03 and 05 at Tennessee. And I feel like that's more common. Now, yeah, Kevin Simon was not the same player in 05 that he was before those injuries, because had he not gotten hurt, Dave, I feel like he would have been an NFL star. I don't, you probably know more than I do about that, but no, I agree. Still... And he came, if you remember, he came in with an ACL injury, a senior year in high school. Yeah, he did. So he suffered. He had an ACL injury senior year and then had two season inning injuries in college. And, but he was still very good that Oh five season. And for the, and I know the Oh five season was bad guys, but in case you forgot, that was a historically great defense that year. I don't care what the record says. Go look at the defense that year. They were amazing. And so I think it, the likelihood is not that he would have that happen to him two years in a row. So yeah, there's the injury concern, but if he can play healthy for a full year, there's no question that'll be an upgrade. Look, middle linebacker was horrible for Tennessee this year. It was horrible. They, they kind of decided that they weren't going to move Aaron Beasley back to middle linebacker. Like they had last year. They kind of decided we're going to keep him at outside linebacker. I think that's partially was Aaron Beasley saying I'm I, refusing to move, and I don't blame him because this was his last year of eligibility, and he's his NFL potential is as a weak side linebacker, not as a middle linebacker. And so I think that they tried Elijah Herring. They tried Jeremiah Tellender. They just didn't have any options at middle linebacker. I'm not so sure they have any options at middle linebacker next year. So Keenan Peely is a huge, huge player to return. It's a big deal that he's back. Nope, agree with that. Hit the like and subscribe button. Go ahead and vote on today's tough question, which is on our message board now. I'll update you, but it looks like manageable is going to continue to take the lead and probably end up sewing this thing up. But we want your votes. Big win with Peely, manageable, one big bust. How would you describe the Vols' recent roster changes with Eccles, Danico, Barron, 
Seton not committing and Peely will be a vol.